everybody. How's it going? Welcome to uh, the second episode. Burnt offerings. I'm uh, Jared. That's Steve. How's it going? Again. <laughs> All right, man. So what's been up? How you been doing? Uh, not too bad. Same old, same old. Went to Grindfest last week. Yes, yes, we did. That was fucking a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But uh, I don't know. What do you? What's been going on, man? What are you watching? Shit, I don't know. Fucking uh, work's been going on pretty much. Uh, after Grindfest, I decided to cancel practice <laughs> for the next day. So I haven't even done band practice or anything since then. Uh, just been kind of hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the same thing. Just hanging out, watching movies, drinking beer, listening to doom metal. Oh yeah, dude. What uh, what have you been watching this week, or this past two weeks since uh, I don't know, last recorded? Uh, today I watched Hell of the Living Dead. Uh, I love that movie. It's uh, pretty sleazy. Nice Italian zombie film. Yes. And I believe you and I watched. Hide and go shriek. Oh yeah, dude. What was that? Uh, that was Wednesday, right? Wednesday or Thursday? I can't remember. I think it was about it. Love so it. That, that was like my first time watching it. Was last week. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking killer. Yeah. I like I, the the way they did the killer is great. Like it it, it it almost without even being like a sleazy New York City slasher it gives a sleazy new york city slasher vibe to the killer i love it yeah it's really good like the uh i think they did it twice in the movie where like i mean i guess spoiler alert a little bit but this movie came out fucking 30 years ago 87 yeah so whatever 30 years ago like on the nose the two parts where the killer like leaves the screen and then just comes like rushing back in, and like the one dude with the man, he gets the one dude with the mannequin arm, and then tries to do it again, and that's where he gets just fucking jacked up. But I mean, like those scenes, like the way they did those scenes are fucking killer. He just like comes running out of the shadows, like full force, like full fucking bore. Love it. <laughs> You'll have to pardon me. I'm dying over here. Yeah, that movie's uh, pretty awesome. Cool twist at the end, too. Yes. Um, it also features the dude from Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, it does. <laughs> Which uh, is always cool. What was it? What was he like? It was Mr. Karate, right? Karate's Bad Boy. Karate's Bad Boy, that's what it was. Which, I'm not going to say it, like... One and three are my go-to for Karate the Kid movies. Two's good. There's no one between the two of us <laughs> more sorry to hear that than me. Dude, I love three. Because the second one is the best Karate Kid ever. No, two is good. Two is fucking good. I will say that. I like two. But I think it's because I don't own any of them. Like, <laughs> Steve's dying. We're just gonna let that happen for a minute. But I don't own any of them. 
I never had them on like DVD or VHS or anything. So I only catch them when they're on TV, and you never see three. True. It's like they always skip. It's like it's like Karate Kid, Karate Kid Two. I think I've seen probably the next Karate Kid on TV more than I've seen Karate Kid Three. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but dude, three's fucking great. I don't care. Like everybody, it's just fucking like a bunch of like assholes trying mm-hmm. to fuck with Daniel. <laughs> That's all it is. Mike Barnes. Oh, he's just, dude, he's, he wants to learn how to sweep. Mr. Miyagi gives him a broom. Starts his like angsty teen years. He wants to leave. Yeah, he wants to learn how to sweep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude, the trick from Teen Witch is in that movie. Wait, which movie are we talking about now? Teen Witch. No, no, but what movie? Oh, you were still talking about Karate Three? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Is she? Is that her? Yeah. Fuck connections I never made. Yeah, never made that connection. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can hide and go shriek. Great ending. It kind of goes. It, it kind of goes with uh, the many movies, many like slasher films from the eighties that should have had a sequel or set themselves up for one because it ends. It should. It 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 set itself up for a sequel. And it obviously just never happened, but right. I would have been totally cool with a sequel to that one. That's one of those. I'd I'd, I'd be fine with like like burnings. The burning sequel would have been cool. Fucking uh, my bloody Valentine, hide and go shriek. But at the same time, it's almost like it, it's kind of cool to just have the one off of a movie that you know is just fucking pissed and just great. It's a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Because who knows what would have happened with the sequel, depending on what studio picked it up. It could have went. Uh, it could have went the way of Summer Party Massacre too. Yeah, which no. <laughs> we could have had another musical uh, on our hand, fucking a uh, rockabilly dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Man, that's a tough watch. Yeah, I can't. Summer Party Massacre too, or Sleepwood. Yeah, Summer Party Massacre 2. Yeah, Summer Party Massacre 2. Sorry, we're like many beers in. Yeah. Yeah, that's I can't get that. Like maybe maybe the cover just like off the wall. And the movie's like a straightforward slasher as the first one was. And then I finally saw it, which I'm pretty sure was at your place. No. Can't no. can't get behind that no, I, at all, like not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and the all chick band is pretty bad too. I can't get behind it. But uh, what else did we watch? Uh, okay, we watch. Uh, I mean, we were drunk. I've seen it before. I think this was your first time. Uh, Killer workout. Yeah. I actually fell asleep halfway through. So. Well, we were also pretty fucking lit. It was after Grindfest. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza wasted. I yeah. mean, but pretty much you can kind of. You can kind of break the movie down into a scene that something kind of happens, and then a scene that just has chicks doing aerobics, and then maybe like some like pseudo sex scene, and then a death, and then repeat. That's kind of how that movie goes. <laughs> like, there's not much to it. It's a great movie. I still like it for what it is, but I mean, 
You probably missed the reveal on who the killer was, but that's about it. Oh, I missed all of that. I just seen some aerobics and some people die, and then I fell asleep. So the girl like dropping her purse as she gets out of her car, and just like the slew of condoms that come out of it. Did you see that? It's like towards the beginning, I think. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, dude. She like I think she works there. It's like actually it's like towards the very beginning because the very beginning starts with the aerobics class. And then it's the the owner of the studio who is doing the class, and then the, the instructor who's supposed to be doing that class like pulls up like all late. She gets out of her car and like drops her purse, and it's like condoms just like pour out, like four or five condoms. She like picks them up and throws it back in her purse. Wow! And, like runs in. Okay. Well, I'm definitely gonna borrow that from you probably. <laughs> can't miss that. It's pretty good. It's pretty amazing. And what else did we watch? Um, fuck, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. Like a couple weeks ago, I think it was probably a couple weeks ago. At this point, we were throwing some mixtapes. The uh, Dead Church, Dead Church mixtape, Horror Church, Horror Church. Fuck Dead Church. That's a horrible band. Yeah, <laughs> the Horror Church <laughs> mixtape, and uh, which not to toot my own horn, but beep beep got the one of one from like the second. Uh, tape eaters convention. Totally excellent. But yeah, whatever. That's like uh, that's what we watch. We watch that, and then we started watching the Crazy Dave mixtapes. Which, is, <laughs> if you haven't seen the Crazy Dave mixtapes, skip the first one. First one's a little boring. They hadn't they didn't like hit their stride yet. But check out the second one and the third one because it's just amazing. There's so much uh, horror, gore, fucking eighties porn fucked up porn 80s action movies but like just thrown in a blender yeah it's a trail <laughs> mix of just depravity it's great like it's not even like oh fuck yeah dude like in porn like no it's like the fucked up shit like fucked up porn yeah. <laughs> shit that you're like oh yeah i forgot that existed yeah i didn't know people <laughs> did that with golf <laughs> yeah uh watch that um was there did we watch anything well i mean while we were waiting for my computer to fucking upload we finished watching kind of finished watching uh zombie four yeah zombie four which is a movie that you know i had it for a while never watched it and i kind of it i don't know i don't know if i'd ever watch that movie again no probably not same same dream sequence twice yep within like a 30 minute span not a whole lot going on and i'm guessing the vhs i have of it is cut because for a just franco movie they're going to cut away as soon as the girl starts taking her shirt off i'm not going to believe it figuring all like the softcore porn he puts out (laughs) there's no way so now i don't want to watch the vhs i have of it because i'm fairly certain it's cut so maybe the movie's better than we know i don't know could be could be it's technically zombie three yeah if you go the the route of zombie two being zombie one, zombie three being zombie two. Everything drops down a number. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, we definitely watched that about two hours ago. Yeah. Um, so I guess that, I mean, that's pretty much what we've been doing, right? Yeah. Just there hasn't really been a, I mean, what we've watched. I get lazy as fuck when I come home from work, so. Yeah, Either I too. just 
fuck around on my guitar for a while or play records or just, I don't know, go to sleep. <laughs> the amount of nights where I just came home from work, ate food, and went to sleep, and it's only been like, it just got dark. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to admit that. <laughs> I don't even care. That's my daily routine, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of offset because there's also the nights where if I know I don't have to work in the morning and I'm up until like 5 a.m., so I mean I, I feel like I offset it. So whatever. I'm allowed those nights. So I don't know, I guess we'll get into uh uh soon to come or releases or whatever you want to call these because there's kind of a mixture of uh soon to come and release. I only got two. But uh we'll start off with the local. Uh Massacre Video just announced uh Pre-order for Vic Campbell's The Grave Digger and Tales from Beyond the Grave. It's a double feature, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll just read the synopsis for both of them. Um, the Undertaker, deep inside a gloomy cemetery in Barcelona, the dead are coming back to life. When the local Undertaker notices the unholy events unfolding before him, he embarks on a treacherous journey to hell and back as he sees as he tries to stop these bloodthirsty visitors from another dimension. Um. I actually have not seen it, but pretty much anything with Massacre Video, if Lewis puts a stamp of approval on it and willing to release it, I'd say it's worth a watch. Um, the other synapse for Tales from Beyond the Grave. November 2nd marks the Day of the Dead, a ghastly date on which cursed spirits rise from the grave to torment the living. Witnesses, witness here three shocking tales of violent debauchery. First, discover how far loving the dead can really go. Then, observe the sinful rites of the Ouija board, and finally, shriek in fright at the bloodthirsty stage of a beautiful killer. All right, so uh, tales from beyond the grave pretty much comes across as an anthology film. Um, I'm uh, this is going to be worth checking out. I definitely, I mean, just being massacre alone, like I just said, it, Lewis puts his approval on it enough to release it i'd i'd look into it pick it up and uh i don't know last thing i have because i really fucking shit the bed on looking up and really paying attention to things that i would want to talk about is uh the movie the void you've heard anything about the void no okay it was announced a while ago i think they did a kickstarter for it and um finally made it and then they actually had the film made and they did a run i think a it, it's done like the film fest circuit but it's um it's a film by steven kaznaski and jeremy jalepsi uh they're best they're basically the astron six team they done manborg and uh father's day okay which those kind of had more of like a i guess like a campy comedic edge to those movies yeah some comedy like yeah like father's day like that right awesome movie yeah but um this does not have that edge this is a straightforward fucking horror film like very um a lot of people are saying it's very like uh lovecraft-esque okay like like other dimension like monsters and horror but um that is going to be coming out very soon and I'll, I'll i'll be fucking damned if i forgot to actually write the date oh wait nope film released uh in u.s april 7th 2017 it's going to be vod it's going to get a limited uh theater release and then um yeah you'll expect to see it on uh probably blu-ray dvd um i've seen floating around 
mocked up uh, VHS covers. And I would not at all be surprised if a company gets to handle and do a VHS release of it. It's it's going to happen. I know. Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. He did a, he did one of the posters for it. And he made up his own VHS cover for it. And okay, I'm fucking pissed. But uh, I mean, the plot for it is. Um, Middle of a routine patrol, police officer Daniel Carter happens upon a blood-soaked figure limping down a deserted stretch of road. He rushes a young man to a nearby rural hospital staffed by a skeleton crew, only to discover that patients and personnel are transforming into something inhuman. As the horror intensifies, Carter leads the other survivors in a hellish voyage into the subterranean depths of the hospital in a desperate bid to end the nightmare before it's too late. I haven't heard anything actually bad about that, this movie, and I'm very, like, I don't know, I'm very picky when it comes to new horror movies, but there's been people who whose opinion kind of parallels mine with movies, and they've they've said it's been nothing but good, like, definitely worth checking out once it get, finally gets released. Okay. So uh, definitely look into it, and I know the people who aren't is just hell-bent on... <coughs> Old school, as Steve says it, pre-1994. Yeah, anything pre-1994. <laughs> you guys will definitely dig it. Um, I mean, I I actually think I'll dig it. I'll, I'm going to definitely check it out. I'm going to go in there with a very open mind because I, I think I'm going to like it. I just hope I don't have my hopes up too much for it. But I think it has a very just ominous, eerie feel to it that it's it's going to be worth a look. It's, I mean, no matter what I fucking think about it, no matter what you think about it, this movie I, I already put is going to be listed as one of the tops of this year. Okay. Definitely. Let's, let's watch it together. Hams and pizza. Dude, I already looked it up. It's coming um, to the theater right, uh, right down the street. Really? Yeah. Like soon? Yeah, it's it's April. April, April. Uh, April 17th? April something fucking... <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. April 7th. That works. Is when it gets released. I want to say, um, yeah, we, uh, within that first week, it's going to be at the one of the Ann Arbor theaters. Okay. Well, there it is. Let's go kill a six-pack in the parking lot and go into a fucking movie. Six-pack. Yeah. Or you want to spend more money, we can not drink the six-pack in the parking lot and just go to like an Imagine Theater if they end up picking it up and just buy beer there. That'd be cool. But you're only allowed like two beers. Strong Island. Strong Islands. Fucking Strong Islands get lit. Alright. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have because I shit the bed on really paying attention to the shit I read throughout the week. But, um, we had a request. It was actually last week and happened right after we stopped recording from our friend, uh, he's on Instagram at at Animal, at Animal Man Lives. Uh, his name's Jason. He's a good friend friend of the show but uh he requested that we uh talk about dead and buried and uh we told him we'd do it next show this is the next show so we're gonna talk about dead and buried so uh you know dead and buried came out in 1981 it was uh directed by gary sherman had the majority of the effects there was a few that weren't but the majority of the effects were by stan winston but uh yeah so i don't know what do you think about this one loved it I loved it. I thought it was great. The kill scenes were great. The story was awesome. Yeah. Um, had a good flow too. It did. It did. Um, yeah. Just I like how uh, 
it it pretty much gets going right from the start. Like it has a uh, again, I guess spoilers, but the fucking movie came out in eighty one, so I guess deal with it. But uh, it, it, this dude's like on the beach, like taking photos, and this chick kind of starts talking to this girl and starts taking pictures and think like, okay. Just kind of taking pictures of this girl, and nothing happening. And then all of a sudden, like towns, townspeople show up around him, and just like grip him up, put him in a fishing net around a pole, set him on fire, dude. And this is totally like, like you know, it, it just had like there's no hesitation, no nothing. Like rip him around a fucking pole. A dude pulls out a camera with a flash that looks like the the outfield bulbs in like RBI baseball. Yeah, it's just like four, like a row of four. Yeah, and like. Starts taking pictures of him going on. Another dude comes in, pours gasoline on, and they just light him on fire. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Lest we forget that he got hit in the shin with a crowbar and it just completely shattered his shin. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's pretty rough, dude. I mean, it's before just, the, the fire, yeah. it's lit up with a crowbar. It's like, what what's going on? It's like, dude, welcome to fucking Powder's Bluff. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy a crowbar to your shin. You don't need your shin. Fuck off. You're about to die anyway. But yeah, the, the everything about this movie is great. Like it, it, the one thing I will say, which it isn't even a negative to it, because we love this movie, is it came out in eighty one. I would have guessed if I didn't know it came out in eighty one, I would have guessed by just the, the the feel and the look that it was mid to later seventies. Yeah. But I mean, other other than that, I mean, this movie's fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, a couple. I don't know, like. I don't know anything else you want to say about that. Well, no, I mean, I think you want to touch uh, on it. Yeah, the, the movie's great. Um, I like the ending, how everything kind of like comes together at the end, and you know, it was pretty grim when he found out that he was dead too. Yeah, through the uh, sex tape. Yeah, the the I guess death sex tape. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Dobbs just kind of lays it out for him like yeah yeah this is what it is fucking yeah what god damn it the dudes uh the the, the actor who played him played the uh mortician i can always forget his name he's uh he's grandpa joe and in, in uh willy wonka oh yeah yeah that's uh is that where i seen him uh-huh it's one of his last movies he was like he had like cancer while he did this really yeah i didn't know that dude the the scene where uh it's i can't remember if it's actually that dude they lit on fire where he's in the hospital in a full body cast and the nurse comes in like mm-hmm. the uh the the police the the cops they're talking to him trying to talk to him and then he leaves and he's talking to somebody else and a nurse comes in and just fucking needle to the eye like oh i'm gonna give you something to make you feel better right you're gonna feel great after this mm-hmm. and it's just needle to the fucking eye Great work by Stan Winston. Like great fucking work. One shot. One shot, and that the that is not at all ever a person. Well, I mean, I'm guessing at the point where they're uh, when the cops in there probably was, but he built an entire apparatus that moved. It would make movements like a person, and even had like the the blinking in the eye. So it appeared like an actual person so they could do without a cutaway just the needle going into the fucking eye and it it pays off it works yeah it's just like that 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 to me is that it's fucking great work yeah it looks it looks awesome for sure um also 
Robert England is in the movie. Yes, yes, and he the is. The first person to get killed in the movie is called Freddy. <laughs> yeah. In case anybody had never caught that. I don't think I caught that. Yeah, the photographer, mm-hmm. Freddy. <laughs> Robert England in the movie. Pretty cool. That's great. Yep. Um, I read that um, the movie originally was supposed to be a dark comedy. Really? That was the original plan for this movie was to be a dark comedy. Hmm. And then it switched. I don't know if – I want to say it switched hands between companies. And the company ended up picking it up, did not want that. He, they wanted a straight, like, horror movie. And – they push for more scenes. Like there's a couple kills that weren't, we're supposed to have an off camera. Like the fisherman was supposed to happen off camera and the, uh, who is it? I think the, the morgue assistant, the one who ends up getting like the hoses the in the face. Dude. Yeah. That was supposed to be off camera. Well, when they decided they wanted those done, Winston was already gone. They, he wasn't on set anymore. So they brought in another team to do it. And it kind of like, especially the, the, uh, the morgue assistant with who gets like the the acid and shit in his face, like tubes thrown up his fucking nose and shit. Mm-hmm. That one kind of looks a little bad compared to every other effect in the movie. But the reason it is is they told the the team they hired in just to make that that they wanted a single shot, like never having to cut away, just a single shot. Of like the tubes going in and then just everything melting off of into his like all, all the skin melting off and everything. Right. So they kind of had to work their magic with what they had to try to make it be able to look real and melt away for a single shot. They ended up not even using a single shot. They, ended up, they there's like four cutaways in there, and like wow. everybody kind of gives them shit for that, saying like, "Oh, well, it was a shitty, uh, shitty company they hired to do that." They fired back pretty quick. Like, no, like this. We were told it needed to be one shot. If we knew they were going to cut away, we could have easily made like multiple ones that all looked very realistic and did exactly what they were supposed to do and looked a hundred times better. Yeah, it's like I almost feel bad for him. Like, I kind of want to look into who, uh, what team did that to see what other stuff they did after that. But yeah, either way. Uh, well, dude, I give that movie. Uh, uh, I don't think I ever saw the ending in this movie until we just rewatched it for mm-hmm. this. And yeah, the the ending is, to me is great. Yeah, like they show that he sees that that uh like home movie like everybody coming in and on his wife having sex. Mm-hmm. She, he thinks she's just having sex with some random dude. They show that before, but they cut away before you realize who the she just fucking killed. Right. And then they finally show it at the end. And it's just like his, like the, the reveal of it, and like it's fucking fingers decaying, and yeah, his hands are, yeah, decomposing. Fucking Grandpa Joe's in the background, like I can fix that for you. Mm-hmm. And it's the that is the ending is fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give it great review. This awesome movie, dude. Hell yeah. Um, but uh. I wanted to get into Grindfest. Okay. Let's talk about Grindfest. If that's possible. That is very, there's very possible. Okay. So my first time seeing Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. 
they're back and they're fucking they're 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 back with fucking vengeance they're hitting the ground running yeah um they did a split set with shit life which was awesome first time they did a the first time shit life and lieutenant dan did a split split set was i think 2009 at this punk house in ann arbor called the meat mansion pretty sure it was the meat mansion and that was the first time they did a split set and they haven't done one since so eight years later Mm. they do another split set what a treat that was good god yeah i like yeah i've seen and been a part of numerous fucking numerous split sets seen many been a part of a few but this one actually this is like the top i'll say as far as i can remember anyway that this is like one of the best split sets i've ever seen yeah um i can't really put into words what happened that night but that was pretty awesome uh shit life played some new material yeah on their new album new ep i think they played probably that whole album i think they did too um because they played they played i think each band played 20 or 21 songs and that new album's like 18 songs 14 minutes long yeah so i think they played they played that whole thing plus some old ones or at least the majority of that new one plus old ones just amazing Uh, oh my god barabbas also (sighs) played that night that was a good uh (laughs) warm-up and for those of you who don't know that's jared's (laughs) band and uh despite what he says they were fucking awesome if you want to know how to turn like what was originally like not even a 10 minute set into like a not even a eight minute set we showed you how to do it that night yeah <laughs> just forget quick. just put your put your amp way too close to you and way too loud so you can't hear your drummer so you end up ending songs super early because you can't hear each other they were awesome don't let them <laughs> Bravis was uh great and uh the shit life lieutenant dance split set was just dude honestly fucking just annihilating that was, was an so hour good that was an hour it was an hour of punishment it's just, it did not stop yeah that shit was it it they play off each other really well i think for a split set because i mean both grind bands just a little bit different style like uh shit life is just straight balls to the wall super fast double picking blasts all the way through mm-hmm. lieutenant dan's straight like mince band like think of uh archigathus or agathicles and it's like more like groove beats and melody but they got like a fucking like they definitely do like i mean there's a lot of blasts don't 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 let what i just said think that they don't play fast they fucking play fast and there's a lot of fucking blasts involved in it they played they, they play off each other very fucking well i agree it, it was just fucking killer and like i'm glad like all the new all the new lieutenant dan tracks are it's it's reminiscent of this old school fucking lieutenant dan back basically and they did their first split with shit life because that was pretty much right they, they started i think lieutenant dan started in like 08 because i remember hanging out with them at a party before they started when i moved into this house and they were talking about starting lieutenant dan and didn't know what they were going to call it yet 
Really? It, it, it was it was seriously between Lieutenant Dan and Cosby. Like I think it, it was either Cosby or Bill Cosby. I think it was just Cosby. But I know Cody from Lieutenant Dan. Later on, you know, after the band was started and they chose Lieutenant Dan, he did a noise pro- uh, a noise project called Cosby. I do remember that. So he ended up just using that name, which is kind of funny because at the already didn't come up with like anything, but I wanted to do a grind band in vain of Unholy Grave, and that's when they're like, dude, we're starting a grind band in the vein of Gothicles. Like, that's just fucking great. And anybody who knows grind, like, fuck, there's like, I think Unholy Grave and the Gothicles, first off, they did like the LP that they cover each other's songs. Then I think they have a couple, more than, more than one, I'm going to say more than a couple splits together. Like, it's like those two bands are like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, we're both doing like the same, in the same vein. But it took me like eight years to finally get mine off the ground, and they got it off the ground in like months and hit the ground fucking running. <laughs> but, right. But I just think that's funny. I thought of Barabbas like in '08. Yeah, '08. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. Killer live. By the way, Barabbas. <laughs> Next shows will be better. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I'm super picky. I'm super picky about my band's shows. <laughs> oh, I dig it either way, man. Um, but I notice if I if if it's a band that I don't sing in, I'm less picky about it. I'll say it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more so than I will if it's a band that I sing in, and I'll probably be like, yeah, that show sucked. Worst critic, you yeah. are your worst critic. I should. I, well, no, I'm just gonna. I am, but I'm. A lot of people are like that. I think. I think a lot of people are like that. They just some of them don't say it. They just kind of take it, and maybe that's just through whatever. But I don't know. But. The only thing I'll say is I should I shouldn't be a, I I should not play guitar and sing. <laughs> I think you should, I and sh- that's me. Should and I'm Steve O. So uh, <laughs> let's stick with that. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to say was my first time seeing Lieutenant Dan was pretty fucking awesome. I can't wait to see those guys again because. Well, shit, they got like eight shows coming up in the I next know, month. I know. Yeah, next month's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Show wise, yeah, so many things going on. Ton of shows coming up. Uh, we got Nuke with Soran, Lieutenant Dan, and Sakuzu. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we also have. Um, there's a show. It's another Lieutenant Dan Sakuzu show, and I can't. I'm actually trying to find it right now to see exactly who. Th- the main touring band is because it's it's all in all a fucking killer show. Um, just give me one second. I don't care. Um, yeah, because I can't remember. Devil Master. Okay. With Acid Witch, Sukuzu. No, actually, Lieutenant Dan's not on that show. It's Devil Master. Mur- Another fucking killer show. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a chance to see Acid Witch, see them. I agree. Which I think we get it. We live in Detroit. We're friends with the guys. We get it more so than. Any. But uh, yeah, um, that's gonna be a killer show. Like last time I saw, it was the anniversary show. Acid Witch played, the, and it was just killer. Played in a posted stamp. Basically, it was <laughs> it was amazing. Still would have rather have seen him play with Pentagram, but that would have been awesome. Yeah, an actual live show. 
think was a pentagram. Wow. Like before then it was just recordings only. Yeah. Why not me? Right. As they say. New Shit Life album is absolutely brazingly amazing. It just shreds your face off. It's it's unbelievable. Things that I just didn't know was possible. <laughs> Seriously. I mean I'm glad you dig it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's called Grave Shitter. And yes. it's really fast. It's really short. It's really pissed. I've heard them play those like the majority of those songs the past like three years. Yeah, every time we see them. Right. Yeah. But there was a few on there that I don't remember. You see that I don't remember them ever playing it or they never played it live. But Chris wasn't lying when he said like we're done fucking throwing in mince parts. There's not going to be any of those parts. It's going to be straight like thrash grind, like grind thrash. It's going to be fucking straight mm-hmm. through. And I know he said like a lot of it when he wrote it, he was listening to The Kill from Australia. And if anybody knows The Kill from Australia, you know, it's just straight to the point. 100 miles an hour, start to finish, grind. And that's basically what shit life is. Yeah. And it's... It, fucking pissed man it was so punishing to see those guys live and that new album is just unbelievable to me oh it is it is it's really that good and it's well produced i actually hope that this it, they, that they finally got like a full album released and they put it out i really hope that they finally get recognition because there's bands who are getting recognition and kind of blowing up as much as you can blow up in like the underground grind scene that aren't even they they can't even anything they're they're fucking they can't hold a candle to fucking shit life no and i i just really hope that this is this will be the start of them kind of getting recognized if as long as they can keep being active and maybe push out even just like a few fucking like diy recorded splits something to keep their name in people's mouths they deserve way the fuck more recognition than they have. I agree. Like they're pretty much only known like Midwest people's own and like spatter about, but I mean, they were supposed to have splits that came out a few years ago. Actually shit. Fucking probably at this point, six years ago that probably would have really helped them, but it just, it never went through. They kind of slowed down, separated for a minute. Yeah. Brought it back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Listen to the new shit life album. It's really fucking if, good. If you were to take one thing from this episode, listen to the new shit life album. It's that good. Yes. It's really, really, really fucking good. Um also uh Windhand is on tour in the US with a band called Satan Satyrs. Jared and I have seen these guys mm-hmm. with Electric Wizard, and they're pretty fucking awesome. So if you get a chance, check out Satan Satyrs. Yeah, I mean, I like them. I, I dig them. I mean, I, I it kind of, I really like the fact that when I listen to them, they uh, it, it, it's a set with uh, Electric Wizard in Chicago, and uh, one of their songs starts off with. A line from the movie Werewolves on Wheels, which uh, that movie holds a spot in my heart. I fucking love that movie. It's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite biker movies. 
but it's the beginning of the track. They just, I don't actually know if they play it on their fucking vinyl or what, if they actually have the cut from the movie or if it's him saying it. But it, at the show, it's just him saying it. And as soon as he said it, I, was, I just fucking yelled out Werewolves on Wheels. I was a few beers in. But uh, <laughs> that kind of won a spot for me. If, like, you're fucking going to be... You're going to be fucking uh, throwing a nod towards Werewolves on Wheels. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I... I I think that's. I think at that point in that show, we still were like close by. We weren't like totally separated by assholes. But I think like as soon as you heard that fucking line, I think he looked over at me. And <laughs> I was like all smiles, like fuck yeah, man. Yeah, like that's you're gonna fucking uh, reference werewolves on wheels. I'm all about it. And I know like I've 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 come across people who've like listened to them as like oh pop doom. Dude, I don't know. If, I wouldn't even call it pop doom. It's like seventies. Yeah, it's doom, like it's like rock and roll. Yeah, like I didn't see anything wrong with it, and I'm no. I kind of judge things harshly. Maybe I don't judge doom harshly enough. As some people would, but well, to me, I didn't see a fucking issue with it. It's yeah. Well, I get me do it. The uh, bass player, vocalist is he, well. He played in Lecture Wizard that night, and I wanted, didn't Mike say that he's when they saw him again, he wasn't in the band. Oh, I don't know. I want to say Mike said that he, uh, that guy didn't play for St. Satyrs at the show, but he played with Electric Wizard that night. So he's pretty sure that that dude might not be in St. Satyrs anymore and might just join full time Electric Wizard. Oh, that could be the case. I don't know. But either way, I mean. Either way, yeah. I mean, they were checking out. They had a good, good, especially for like 70s, more Doom. Yeah. I, I think you dig them. Yeah, with a little bit of rock and roll, like, you yeah. know, like good rock and roll, like the old school, good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely worth checking out. For sure. So they're doing a U.S. tour. Um, unfortunately, Cough is on some, some of those shows. And they're not on the Detroit show. They're not coming here. I love Cough. Didn't you say they share members? Yeah, Windhand's bass player is also the vocalist and bass player of Cough. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Gotta get the other band. Gotta get the rest of the members in check. Something. <laughs> Cough needs to come to Detroit. Love that band. If you've never heard Cough, crushing, depressing funeral. Not really funeral, but just doom metal. Pretty awesome band. Um,. They have an album that just came out, I think, last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like Let Us Pray or something like that. Let Us Pray? L-E-T-T-U-C-E? No, not like the vegetable, but like... <laughs> Let Us Pray. Let Us Spray? Maybe. No. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't even know what the name is. I don't even know. Um Check out an album called Ritual Abuse. That's all you need to know. Okay. Zombie films. Zombie films. Yes, you said you wanted to touch on this. Some of the best zombie films were... Some of the best? All of the best. (laughs) All of the best zombie films 
were long before The Walking Dead. I was going to say, what fucking movies came out after Walking Dead that are really, really fucking good zombie films? I had to reword it. Yes. Dude, okay, before we even get into it, I'll just get into it. The, the one thing I want to say, which I kind of touched on when you said you wanted to bring this up, is pretty much all throughout the year, not just on like in October, but all throughout the year, like every Friday night, AMC would do like it was like Fright Night or whatever the fuck they wanted to call it, and right. they would just show like sometimes not even like good fucking horror movies, but they would always show like some type of movie that would fall in like the the, the horror genre, and uh, it would always be like if I'm bored at home and don't am too lazy to get up and put a movie in, like fuck it, dude, fucking throw on AMC, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I don't even know how long it's been going on for. It's probably been years. I just didn't notice it. All it is now, every fucking Friday, is like a five-hour block of Walking Dead. Sorry to hear that. I mean, it just makes me get up and put a movie in. But right, I, I liked. I liked because I don't think. I guess like nostalgia purposes, I liked being able to just throw on a channel. And there's just horror movies, like because that's how it used to be when I was like a kid. Except for when I was a kid, it was horror movies, but they had like hosts, like not even always just like the horror host, but it was always like somebody just hosting like this this block, like whether it was uh Joe Bob Riggs. yeah Joe Bob Briggs or I mean even even when they did uh what was it USA or TNT that did dinner in a movie T or was that TBS no that was TNT yeah it was like dinner in a movie there was even like USA's up all night yeah. Like the hot chick, yeah, the, yeah. all night, like yeah. whatever the fuck she said, like excellent. Yeah, you always like. I mean, I know that's gone. They're not going to bring anything like that in, but it was still a. You could flip to a channel and you'd have like a fucking block, and even if it was like in between commercials, there'd be like a bumper of like AMC's Friday Fright Fest, right? Blah, like it's something, and you fucking watch movies that you probably own on fucking VHS or DVD and. Put in yourself, but like, yeah, AMC's Friday. No, it's fucking Walking Dead. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, I burnt out on the Walking Dead, man. But I can't do it. I can't do it. I think I talked way more shit about that before anybody really, really started. I mean, we all talked shit about that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it was really hating on that, and people were still kind of like a, a good group of like people. I'm like. Nope, I think I watched season one, <laughs> and I think like I watched like half episodes. of season two. Yeah, and then I dipped out. <laughs> yeah, I got out. Of but like, I read the comic, and I know like they they're always like, oh well, you sh- you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, compare the comic with the show because they're not going to follow the same line. And I mean, they're probably fucking right because it didn't follow the same line, and it still pissed me off. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, this dude should be dead already. This dude was dead in like issue two. Why isn't he dead yet? Yeah. Well, that's where the money's at. Oh yeah. But you know, long before that, there were they were good zombie movies. There was really good zombie. Zombie wasn't like a fucking bad name. Pretty no, much. it's like not marketable. It wasn't marketable. Well, they didn't. They didn't figure out how to make it marketable. No. But if you were to pick some of those movies, what would they be? Dude, the, like the old fucking zombie movies. Yes. Well, I mean, I'll, you gotta throw zombie, just zombie in there. Fulci zombie. Fulci zombie. Um, burial ground. 
Yes. I'd even throw a wow. I just blinked on the name. Um, Tomb, was, of the, Tomb of the Blind Dead. I throw Tomb that in of there. The Blind Dead. It's a kind of different effect of it. Um, That's for you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, Bob's all about that movie, isn't it? Yeah, he loves that movie. It's a prequel to Burial Ground, not officially, but has he checked? Has the same. Bob checked out the rest of the Blind Dead collection. I don't know. I could ask him. Bob, check out the rest of the Blind Dead collection. Do it. <laughs> um, Hell of the Living Dead. Yes. Great one. Yes. Nightmare City. That okay uh, with Nightmare City, awesome movie. Are they more zombies or vampires? It's kind of like a mix. Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty violent. Even part of it is like they need like the sustenance to survive, but it's not the brains or anything like that. It's not like the stereotypical like zombies eating brains. They just need blood. It's yeah. It's it's almost like a weird fucking mix. And I love, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, that movie's it's great. One of my favorites. I never really thought about that before. Yeah, they're almost like it's like zombie vampires. Yeah, they're like vampires because they only want blood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. What about uh? I guess it doesn't. Uh, kind of. I don't know. I'll just throw it out there. You can shut me down if you're not uh, Nightmare City. That's what we just. Oh wait, no. What? Well, not Nightmare City. Drunk. That is what we just talked about. Yeah. Um. <laughs> gates of hell the gates of hell city of the living dead city of the living dead that's the title i meant to say gotta be one of the best <laughs> zombie movies ever made say you could throw that in with the zombie oh man fucking killer man seriously I yeah mean, did anyone do zombies better than fulci i'm gonna no no i mean no because it wasn't just the way he did the zombies but when it's it the way he did the zombies plus the score that went along with it. Yes. That it, people want to like kind of write off that shit, but that's in, that it's fucking important. Yes. <laughs> How you do a movie, that's fucking important. I there, I've seen movies where I can't think of a time in the head where it's like, okay, the way you do shit that that, that looks good. Your score is shit and it kind of takes me out of the mood. Mm-hmm. His doesn't his score like it 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 pulled you into it not only is the score really good but the placement of where the score goes yeah you know it's like when the zombies start to rise or when the zombies start to do something a certain part of the score starts playing and it's just yeah you can't it's just the best the beyond yeah another one and I know we talked about Fulci on the last episode, but we like barely, barely touched. And I guarantee we're going to have like a straight Fulci episode at one point. Yeah, probably. So whatever, yeah. deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, best zombie films for me. Yeah, definitely burial ground. I'd agree with you on that. Uh, zombie 1979, uh, city of the living dead. I actually like Zombie 3. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that movie. It's pretty awesome. It's really badly dubbed, but... Which one? Oh, fuck. Which zombie is... Uh, was it Zombie 5, Birds of Prey or something like that? No, that was 3. Is that 3? Yeah, yeah that's that 3 with fu- the birds. Yeah. Yeah. The birds come and they're like zombie birds. <laughs> First off, pretty good movie. Secondly, 
artwork, if you've seen like the artwork for those fucking movies, is killer. Mm-hmm. The original artwork is great. Yeah. Yeah, the scene with the birds definitely sticks out. Um, and then the one pissed off zombie at the gas station. <laughs> he is super pissed. Super fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think a lot, like, it, it, it kind of shows, like, a lot of, like, the great old zombie films that came from Italy. Yeah. It was, like, all those fucking, the greater, better films are from Italy. I agree. I agree. Like, Romero was kind of the, I guess, for the most part, the one who did it for America. But, I mean, I don't know. I still prefer the Italian ones. Me too. With the exception of the remake of Night of the Living Dead. 90? Yeah. 90. Phenomenal. So good. I'm 100% not a fan of remakes, and I I dig that one. I dig 90. It's that good. I get why they did it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fucking... Savini wanted to do a wanted to do that movie helped all the original main players of the original Night of Living Dead get actual like money since they weren't getting shit for royalties because of the whole mishap of getting the fucking copyright cut off. Right. So I I I get why it got made. Like all right, and his effects with a lot of it worked. The one big change they did was they made um, Barbara turn into a fucking badass instead of just being this like whiny, traumatized, right, scared shitless victim. Which was a sign of the times, actually. Yeah, like, feminism, you know, good stuff was mm-hmm. happening at the time. And yeah, she wasn't just a fucking. On that. She wasn't just a, like a traumatized victim. Right. They made her like she was. I think there was a, a small segment where she actually was traumatized by everything going on. Mm-hmm. And then something happens and she kind of like snaps out of that and realizes that she actually has to fucking like do shit. Yeah. And that's where yeah, she turns into a total fucking badass. Yeah, she does. And Tony Todd just... Yeah. That's actually... That was a great mm-hmm. casting for that role. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I remember when uh fucking... Fright Nightable feature of still a thing. How like stoked you were when we showed up, and they were like, "Dude, Zombie 90." I can't remember what it played with though. It was Zombie 1990 and Monster Squad. Dude, that was that one. Yeah, pretty sure it was. That was a good one. That was really good to see. To see Night of the Living Dead 1990 in a theater was like one of the best th- things that ever happened to me it was it was awesome and people were supposed to make fun of the film like during the film no one was making fun of that film I, dude i noticed that with a few where it's like because everybody's with like crack jokes like throughout and there was a few movies where it's like once a certain point hit or they saw something happen that, that nobody fucking cracked jokes everybody no. just kind of watched no it happened with uh house of the Devil. house of the fucking devil which I love that movie, and I know people kind of give it shit, and I, I honestly don't give a fuck. I love that movie, but people were kind of giving it shit because it's a slow fucking burn movie, mm-hmm. and they were just like cracking jokes throughout, like da 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 da, 
And then when the fucking one dude comes in, like, wait, you're not the babysitter, and just blasts her in the fucking head with that revolver. Yeah. Theater went one. Jolted me. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you hadn't seen it yet. Jolted. You had not seen that movie Never at that point. Never seen that movie, and it blew me back into my seat. I'm not gonna lie, I jumped like someone in the '80s seeing a slasher <laughs> movie. I jumped. That jolted me back in my seat. That it, I think it did this. Me. I think it did the same to everybody there because I'm pretty sure I was probably one of I'm gonna say two people in that theater that saw that movie. Right. Because I was all about it. I was ex- like, as soon as I saw like the shit come on, I'm like, this is fucking House of the Devil. Fuck you. Hell yeah. Because this theater used to – they couldn't tell you what they were playing. Like like uh, tell the theater because you would call the theater and to find out what they're going to be playing. They couldn't tell you because they would just play whatever the fuck they wanted to. So to get a whole, get around the whole rights issue, they would just give you – give the theater names of public domain films. that mm-hmm. they And it was always like stupid fucking movies. But I just knew that they were going to be playing something else. Right. And that's when we showed up and they were supposed to be playing something else. That they, the they, well, no, was that the first one? That, that was, the, was that that one? They were supposed to play the hers. So that was like the first one we went to. And Cujo. No. Because they didn't play Cujo that night. Yeah, they did. Did they? Mm-hmm. That was that. Fuck, I'm getting a mock confused. But either way, walk they in. They were supposed to play the hers and Cujo, and they ended up playing House of the Devil and Cujo. Maybe. I don't know. Cujo still doesn't fit in that one, though, for me. But we'll go with that one. Whatever. Either way. I don't remember, dude. Didn't know they were playing that because they switched it. They're like, oh, there's a switch. And ended up being House of the Devil. And I was ecstatic. And I, you could tell, like, the way people were just talking and kind of like, whatever. It's either they seen it and didn't like it or never seen it. And I'm going to go say by the reaction of when the fucking dude shot the friend in the face. They just never seen it. No. Because as soon as that happened, like, nobody talked at all, and they just watched <laughs> the fucking movie. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking right. Like, yeah. thank you. Because <laughs> I've seen it before, but I still want to watch it again. Like, stop fucking making your stupid-ass jokes that really aren't as funny as you think they are. Right. Like, I, I, I'm all for going to those, like, double feature things where it's movies from the fucking 80s. People are fucking just going to be bullshitting. Yeah. I'm down oh, for yeah. that. but For sure. It's, it's uh, such horrible jokes that people... It's like they feel they need to make a joke, so it's forced. It's forced, yeah. Dude, like, it was Cujo and the stuff. Oh, the stuff. That was a different one. You're right. I can't remember what the double feature was for that one, but yeah. I don't know. Either way, whatever. It was House changed. of it was the cool. Devil and like... There was one with House of the Devil. Actually, it might have been that House of the Thousand. It might have been House of the Devil and House of the Thousand Corpses. That's what I meant to say. Because wasn't there one where it was House of the Thousand like after it? I can't remember, dude. This was like three years ago. I can't remember. Three years ago when we weren't like twelve beers a piece in. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, good point. But but uh, there was that one that we missed because my car decided to spew out every liquid inside of it. Oh. Happy birthday to me. Um, it was like a triple feature, and it was like the prom best. Night. Happy birthday to me, prom night. And, or wait, wait, was it happy birthday to me, terror train and something? Or was it happy birthday to me, prom night and something? I think it was prom night and graduation day or something. 
It was like a killer triple. It was feature. like three slashers that were just on point, and we missed it. Yeah, it was a triple feature for once too. Yeah, that things happen. Life goes on. It does, and <laughs> we own those movies. So yeah, that's the thing. Like we watch them anytime we want. You get all bummed. You miss these these screenings of things, but I mean, when you own it. I mean, you own it, you see, and, and also when you've seen it multiple times, but it's still cool to see it somewhere else. Like seeing is is even though it was cold as fuck, seeing the original Night of the Living Dead in the cemetery in Redford was fucking awesome. Even though it lasted fucking forever, it lasted forever because they couldn't get all the sound and shit set up. But it was great. Um, I really wish I would have caught that. It was good. I was cold as fuck. I didn't come prepared. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to be too bad. <laughs> yeah. No. My friend Mark was there from uh, I don't know, the band Anguish, if anybody knows them. But he was there, him and his girlfriend. They brought a blanket. I brought a chair. I would have swapped them in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I was so fucking cold. I bet. And it's I seriously probably sat as long as I sat there, we probably would have been the movie playing twice, because like they had to wait for somebody to get there to help them with technical difficulties. And really, when I think about it, I'm like, I probably could have helped them with that. I guarantee I could have got that shit going. But we sat there forever. And then they were like really like sticklers about bringing in like alcohol. Uh, so I was like sober yeah. as fuck sitting there. That sucks. Cold as shit. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking I'm just gonna get up and leave. No, no, whatever. I just kept stood yeah. through. We'll they, hit the next one. They walked away. They, I think they smoked a bowl a few times. Went to the party store and actually, yeah, they went to the party store, bought like a few beers because I remember I walked out with them and they had to stop by the fence to grab the rest of their beers. I'm like, that's what took you fuckers so long to get back here. You, like, downed some beers before you walked back to your chair. Hell yeah. I'm like, if you told me you were, like, doing something else other than just smoking weed, I would have came with you. Had some beers. Because I remember they're like, oh, do you smoke weed? Mark's like, no, Jared doesn't smoke. And I'm like, yeah, I don't smoke. Okay. Well, yeah, they went to smoke the bowl on their way to the party store to get beers that they drank before they came back in and got, like, nice and... Toasty. Nice and toasty. And I'm just there cold as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You need a beer. Yeah, it was fucking would have been great. I ended up coming to your house right after that, I think. I remember. Yeah. Well. Was that all? Yeah. I got something else we need to hit on. It stems from last episode. <laughs> okay. I uh I kind of caught you off guard with my Metallica. Holy shit! So I'm gonna give you a chance to actually speak your mind on that one. Okay. I said everybody who didn't listen to it, I said Metallica fucking reached their peak, their apex was Ride the Lightning. And everybody that's listening to this podcast <laughs> will gladly disagree with that. Hey, I'm not saying I didn't like Master Puppets. I like it, but from somebody who likes like their music raw and like anything they listen to like raw recording and just raw style in general ride the lightning 
that was like still that was like their last we are still just a fucking young band who still fucking throws our couches out of the fucking house and jams venom and just parties that was like their last album of that oh okay i can i can see that after that when master puppets came in still good because cliff was still involved i like master puppets but that was when they were like a serious we got like major label backing we're gonna constantly yeah. on the road right. like major, like yeah like it's still good it's way too it's way more polished it's way more like you even said it like you're surprised when like punks like master puppets because it's more polished and more have a heavy metal lean to it it's more metal yeah it is the first two records are more like punk it has like that you could tell where it's like they took influence from the new wave of british metal and just sped it up yeah the third one is them trying to do in their thing with that recipe of speeding up new wave of and slowing down because there's some slow tracks on master of puppets too true true um i'm gonna stick with my buddy black metal allen's um (laughs) theory anything after 88 sucks which means i do indeed like and justice for all i do i don't hate it i'll listen to it i i do like it I do like Master of Puppets in all the garage days. Now, <laughs> when I say garage days, I want Jared to know that I'm not talking about Garage Incorporated. That came out in like 1998. <laughs> you know, whatever. Garage days, like the old school garage days. Excellent stuff, man. It's really good shit. But I'm going to get super extreme on it. And I'm not saying I don't like anything outside of this, but I will say that all Metallica's best stuff is featured on the Cliff Amal VHS. Okay. If it's not on that VHS or from the album that those songs are on, it's not worth listening to. Okay. And I'm going to say <laughs> that all of Metallica's best material is on Binge and Purge Seattle. 1989. Wish I could have been at that show. And Justice and Back. Stick with that. Can't go wrong. I don't hate Injustice. I just never listen to it by myself. Well, listen to it with me then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, man. Is that it? That's it. All right, man. Stick, uh, guys, stay tuned. Next, uh, for next one, what do we? I, I think I told I told you what we were going to kind of cover. We had we had another request, which uh, which kind of leads me before we end it off is if you guys want if you guys have movies or even fucking if you feel like there's a band's release that you feel will dig and you want to hear our opinion on it, just leave us a message on Instagram or on Twitter. Instagram it's uh burnt offerings underscore podcast and uh Twitter I think it's uh underscore burnt offerings mm-hmm. and i just fucking drop us a line of what, what maybe what movies you want us to review or what uh bands releases you want us to review and if it's really a uh real underground band uh <laughs> maybe supply a link for us to review it yeah because i can usually find shit but i mean i can't find everything 
but yeah next uh so yeah i mean if you have anything you want us to review movie wise or music wise you want our opinion on drop us a line next episode i think it's going to be um house ages of the house and the age of the park and ebola syndrome we're gonna do like a twofer yeah twofer twofer is coming from our friend uh street trash brit out in philly um and she's okay but yeah uh so that's gonna be the next episode uh so uh until then let's keep drinking keep uh doing whatever thrash till death uh thrash play, till death play faster die uh grind constantly i don't know whatever euphemisms you can throw in for any of your uh, fucking music genres yeah all right guys all right later on see you